get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Usually you hear Greg Amsinger of MLB Network from St. Louis and from Lindenwood University on Thursday mornings, but he wasn't with us yesterday. He's with us on the Celebrity Line now. Good morning, Greg. It's great to have you with us. Why were you not with us yesterday? Oh, well, I had, I had a huge, huge golf match planned. Um, big money at stake. And my partner was my 13-year-old son. That does not sound like good parenting at all, but he was very excited to do it. Do you guys remember when I told you about my birthday week where my family is forced to celebrate my birthday for an entire week? Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. That's the best week ever. It's the best week ever. Well, earlier this week, I got a viral infection. I've never been bedridden before. It's crazy when you literally can't get out of bed. So I had three amazing rounds of golf planned all week long and cancel all of them. Like I'm sweating right now talking to you and I had to call out of work. I never call out of work, but they gave me one night off. It was Wednesday night. No big deal. I just missed Domingo Herman to a perfect game. It's happened 23 <laughs> other times, right? It's not like an uncommon occurrence, right? So I wasn't there for Domingo Herman's perfect game. So to console myself during the worst week ever, because I'm bedridden, I couldn't do anything. I decided I'm going to watch every pitch of last night's Astros Cardinals game. And it's the worst week ever, guys. Worst week ever. I I know. It's been painful and we've been talking about it. So since you watched the game, what do you think about the Cardinals and what they do moving forward when it comes to Adam Wainwright? I, you know, you know, I, I truly believe that injuries are sometimes made up to save a player, okay? And players will eventually tell you after they retire that this actually is a common occurrence where you just save a guy who's really, really struggling. And Adam just doesn't have anything to get people out. He He's hoping that they hit it hard at one of his teammates. <laughs> That's the only way he's getting people out right now. He, he's been a trick on guys since he turned 40, and He's not tricking anybody anymore. And guys are really aggressive in the batter's box. They are really a swing away against him. So I just, I don't know what the plan is. I think I, I, I would give him an extended all-star break, really let him just settle in. Um, it, when you get into your 40s, it's a different form of life. It's things don't work the way they used to work. So I would give him an extended all-star break and see if he comes back with a little more spirit on his pitches. But as of right now, it's it, he's throwing BP in the big leagues, which doesn't work. Greg, what has surprised you most about the Cardinals this season? You know, uh, what surprised me most is that depth can be a bad thing. Hmm. I've learned that depth can be a bad thing. Um there's, there have been numerous. I'm a huge college basketball fan, and when I watch these blue chip McDonald's All Americans all decide to go to one school, right? Well, that school for some reason will struggle and lose games because the culture's messed up. Because guys are disgruntled; they never sat the bench before, and this overflow of depth and talent is leading to culture war within the within the program. And you don't want a 162 tryout to happen for the baseball season. You really want a team to understand what their role is. But when you know that the front office knows that they have five guys that can play behind you, that can replace you, and everyone in the media talks about it, it is a hard thing to try out when you're a big leaguer. So it, to me, that's what it feels like. I mean, Contreras even went through it, and he got a big contract. 
But Arenado doesn't deal with this. Goldschmidt doesn't deal with it. But for the rest of these guys, they're trying out. And, and that is a really weird thing that I never thought I'd say, that sometimes depth can be a problem. So, Greg, last year, the Texas Rangers went 68-94. and 94. Right now they're in first place in their division. Cincinnati Reds went 62-100. and 100. Now they're tied for first in their division. The Arizona Diamondbacks went 74-88, and 88, finished fourth in their division, 37 games behind the Dodgers. Now the Diamondbacks are in first. My question is, how do the Cardinals perform that sort of turnaround for 2024? By trading away guys that won't impact 2024 dramatically. Uh, if they're going to be sellers, you got to look and go, okay, who can we win without? Keep in mind, you're not going to have headline attractions with starting pitcher free agency, but it is as deep when it comes to starting pitchers as I've seen. There are going to be many, many free agent starting pitching options for the Cardinals to pluck away. Um, so with that said, who could they trade away? When you're bedridden, you think about this stuff, right? So um, I was thinking, you know, Jack, Jack Flaherty has to be traded. If you're, the, if you're the L.A. Angels, you're thinking, bring this guy back to California. He'll be rejuvenated. He'll love being in our ballpark. You could find a clear-cut number two behind Shohei Otani. Tommy Edmond, um, I mean, I love the guy. I don't think he's a starting player, but I think he would be a terrific cherry on the top of the aforementioned Texas Rangers. They've got their consistent lineup every single day, but he could literally play every day, giving a spot day off to all of their guys. I think he'd be a perfect fit. And, and Bruce Bochy had many players just like Tommy Edmond during his days with the San Francisco Giants. I see Jordan Montgomery going to the San Francisco Giants, who have been a surprise team in the NL West. And I think his stuff would play in that big ballpark. I think Jordan Montgomery would be terrific there. Um, so, and then Paul DeYoung. I think Paul DeYoung is the shortstop version of Max Muncy. If you look at home runs per at-bat, he's up there. He might be most in baseball. So uh, the Dodgers love that kind of thing. They're getting no offensive production at shortstop right now. Miguel Rojas, I don't think, has a home run. I think the young to the Dodgers makes a ton of sense. You trade away guys, get some young talent in return, keep the core. Like you said, I, I think they could give it a go again. And I wouldn't be shocked depending on who they sign in free agency to have a lot of people pick the Cardinals to win the Central next year. Is there anybody in particular, starting pitching-wise, that you think that would be available that would, would be a good fit for the Cardinals? You know, right now, no. I, I think they're so far out of it. I, 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 I can't even picture this team turning this thing around. Their losses are depressing. They're like rollover depressing. And there's not going to be a change. So, I mean, if there's one, they're all, all hands are on the wheel. Every human in the front office and Ali Marmol and his coaching staff, everyone has got their hand on the wheel and they're all sinking the ship together, right? Like they're all going down together. No one is arguing with anybody. It is one voice and they're all going down. So I, I think everyone comes back. I don't think there's a starting pitcher or two that can turn the season around, frankly. Uh, in free agency, I think Lucas Giolito, I kick the tires on Lucas Giolito. When he's right, he's got some of the nastiest stuff since he changed his mechanics and put his uh, arm slot by his ear. So I, I like him, big, strong right-hander. He's got Cy Young potential. But as of this year, I don't think there's a – I think being a buyer as of right now – would be the wrong play for the Cardinals. Greg, one of the issues that I have with this team, and I'm not in the clubhouse, but just in visualizing them, I don't think that they hate losing enough. And I think they need a guy to lead the way in getting them to hate losing. We've read that St. Louis and Max Scherzer would be willing to give give up his no trade. Would he come here and be that guy that can teach people how to hate losing? 
Ooh, that would be tough. Yes, I, the answer is yes, because he did want to come to St. Louis. Uh, that he was interested as a free agent, but I think the price tag was so astronomically large, and his agent is just so warm and cuddly that <laughs> they never got a call back. Um, but I, I do think that that would change the culture within that starting rotation. You know, when the leader of the rotation is maybe the most charismatic, wonderful gentleman of all time in Adam Wainwright, that is a great thing. But when the leader of the rotation has the worst stuff, and Adam will tell you that. Adam would tell you to get the, the worst stuff at this age of anyone in the rotation. Um, Max Scherzer at his age still can strike people out. And, and K for nine is what reigns supreme. It might be the most important stat in baseball. Uh, teams that their staff can strike out the opponent the most. It's not home runs, it's strikeouts. And Max Scherzer can still do that. I think it's, I think it's a fascinating play. But I love what you said. They don't hate losing enough. I was on the radio in Seattle, and they're asking me what's wrong with the Mariners. And I, I lost my – I just blew a gasket. Day. Do you remember when Anthony Santander, uh, Santander uh, robbed Julio Rodriguez of a home run? I don't know if you saw this play. Yeah. And Julio, rounding first, this is a team that's got a losing record, like five games under 500. He laughs, takes his helmet off, hits his cap to him, and he's cheering for him. I don't want to see that. I want him to throw his helmet down. I want him to scream. I want him to glare at the guy. I need. I need fire i need the hatred of losing like you said you don't want a, bu- a bunch of eagle scouts who you want your sister to date on the team it's okay to have like five of them okay but you need those ornery guys that want to go into an alley and and fight the other club uh, the cardinals might need a good brawl yeah yeah that'd be good, <laughs> that'd be good. i don't condone violence i don't condone violence <laughs> but they need something to wake them up their pulse on they're a team right now. They have to check their pulse every other inning. Like, whoa, are they alive? Whoa, are they alive? Whoa, they they need something, and right now they don't have it. Greg, uh, the names that you mentioned, I didn't hear Jordan Hicks. He's an unre- he's an unrestricted free agent after this year. Do you think the Cardinals are going to resign him, or do you think he could potentially be part of a trade as well? Mm, I think he would definitely be a piece. Uh, his stuff is just electric. Uh, doesn't get the strikeouts as. You would think the velocity that he has, uh, one of the best in baseball, there will definitely be teams calling, um, no doubt. I don't know if the Cardinals would be interesting in bringing him, interested in bringing him back. To me, he re- reminds me of, uh, of Reyes, who they decided not to keep, and they were very patient with him. I, I, I think this is a team that's going to try to reimagine their pitching in the offseason. That's what I think they're going to do. Uh, Flaherty's days are numbered as a Cardinal. I think Montgomery's days are numbered as a Cardinal. Uh, obviously, Adam Wainwright won't be back. He's retiring. So uh, the entire bullpen could be reimagined. The staff definitely will be reimagined. So you'll be seeing different people throwing baseballs to <laughs> Wilson Contreras, unless there's drama there in 2024. Greg, last thing. Later on in the show, we're going to have our 4th of July food draft. If Greg Amzinger has the first pick in the 4th of July food draft, traditional 4th of July barbecue food, what are you taking? I'm doing a spicy Italian sausage. Mm. Oh, that's, that's very, very specific. nicely done. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> It's delicious. You can actually get them. You can get them that has like cheese in them as well, and they're just oh, it's, I haven't eaten in three days. So that you just got me going. <laughs> okay, and uh, so uh, the the golf match. Who who's going to win the when it gets rescheduled and you wind up playing? 
uh, who's going to win? My, my wife is a bit concerned that I'm playing for money with my son. My son is six foot one. Okay, <laughs> he looks. He's got a full mustache. You would think he can drive. All right, <laughs> he's he in the seventies, so he's thirteen years old. He's not paying these guys if we lose. I'm going to pay. But I want him to have fun. I want him to get out there and play against real good players that are, you know, that are intimidating. He's going to play against professional athletes. So it's good for him. He wants to be a college golfer. I think it's part of the maturation process. I, 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 I'm going to tell him, look, if you make it to the PGA, just don't tell people that this happened. Right? <laughs> like when Jim Nance interviews you on CBS, they'll say, what are some of your fondest memories playing with your dad? Oh, I remember when I was 13 years old, we were playing for $200 on the front, $200 the back. Like, don't do that to me, Don't do that to me. Okay, but it, Greg, answer the question. Who's going to win? Oh, we're going to win. Dude, Jordan's going to win it, bro. Okay. He doesn't miss a putt. He shoots in the 70s. He's got ice in his veins. He's just playing since he was three. We get over the ball, and we stand there for like 12 seconds. He, he wonders what's wrong with us. It's like we have, like, severe golf stuttering issues, right? So he walks over the ball. He puts the ball on the ground and then take a practice swing and pipes it 250 with a three-wood right down the middle. And he looks at me like he's confused. Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, so, hey, we're going to win. I love it. Hey, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Have a great 4th of July weekend. Enjoy yourself and can't wait to see you back on TV. And somebody, by the way, texted in and said, Greg, sweat, that's sacrilegious. I, 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 no one can see me. I'm in my room. My hair is down. <laughs> <laughs> my hair is down. That's how bad I feel. Think about that for a second. That's terrible. That is terrible. epically bad feeling. I hope you feel better. <laughs> Love you, Greg. We'll see you later. <laughs> Take care, guys. Thanks, brother. Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. He is-